Well, Bernie, welcome to yet another golf two-ball golf show. They said it would never last. <clears throat> and here we are again. <laughs> Episode eight, everybody. Welcome we're to the channel. Welcome figures, to the we? podcast channel. Double Sorry? figures we're threatening in episodes. We are threatening double figures, yeah. We're another we're a little celebration or? Celebration at 10? No, 100. Three then? You want to get into triple figures? Th- yeah. Triple figures. Treble. That's right, is it? Treble. Treble. Treble figures. Treble, treble, treble figures. figures. Treble. I don't know. Triple. Treble. Well, I've had an interesting conversation. I've had an interesting week, actually, Bernie. You have. You've been um, jet-setting around the world, haven't you? Exploring, yeah. I like to call it. Ruining the carbon footprint of the of the world and stuff. Well, I'm going to calm that down <laughs> a little bit for 2024 because I do feel like sustainability green. is extremely important. And actually, i t- tell you what I didn't realise, and I've had the opportunity this week to spend another... Um, week over in Mallorca where they do the race to Alcanada or the race to Mallorca um, finals which is the Challenge Tour finals go on well I just I I was a little bit confused by the whole I realised what you were out there for it was the race to the the final you know race race to the finals race to Mallorca but you still had um, DP World Tour qualifying going on how does that work so, well, because... Um, so every, not everyone that played in that event, though, will get a tour card, will they? No, but I, so I don't think, understand how... Well, we... because I think they go to... Those people that have got into the top 45, mm. which actually was the top 46 of the Challenge Tour they're rankings, exempt. they're exempt to final oh, right. stage. Makes perfect sense now. Does that make perfect it? sense? Yeah. yeah. I, was just, I just didn't couldn't get my head around the fact that there was two events going on and maybe someone had to make a choice of which one they chose to play chose playing yeah it just seemed a bit a bit, bit um yeah strange but yeah no, that makes sense no they it makes get, sense yeah, yeah they get through to the final bit yeah now you've nudged me off track there because i was Sorry. actually i was actually <laughs> trying to get on to the fact that the dp world tour um and i reckon this is going to be video number four that I mentioned this but I do like it <laughs> I think it's a good thing that they're doing this so the DP yeah. World Tour um, have got this uh, all about sustainability yeah. all about they want to make themselves super green by the time they get to 2030 okay. and they've got this um, it's called Green Drive right Green Drive and on the 15th hole at Al Canada they push the tee right up to what would be probably, I would say, the ladies' tee. Yeah. Or certainly the forward men's tee, as in forward yellow tee. We don't have that. ladies' tees anymore. We've done that episode of a podcast. General, gender neutral. Correct. Neutral, gender, gender neutral. Tea. Yeah. Anyway, forward tee, second tee in from the forward forward tee, right. which was 290 yards okay. to, the f- to the middle of that green. Yep. And by what they do is that every location that they go and play a tour event at their goal is to plant 2000 trees in that location so they yeah. will they will plant 2000 trees in and around the Alcanada Mallorca area yeah Spain i assume but if a tour player drives the green they plant the tree they will plant an extra 100 trees Crikey. That is um, a big commitment, isn't it, to trees and the environment. It's good, though. I yeah. like that. I like little initiatives like that. It gives, 
it makes the um, competitors, the players, actually then feel like they're contributing and helping in a way, doesn't it? If they drive it onto the green, those hundred trees, and it's... Yeah, I'd want the trees named after me or something, wouldn't you? Would you? Like, pop... <laughs> the, there's a hundred... I've just popped it on the middle of the green. I want a hundred trees yeah, named after like, me. Yeah, I want, you know... Yeah. Bernie's Meadow or something. Or, Bernie's Meadow. Or something like a similar Bernie's Forest. <laughs> the forest. <laughs> So yeah, I just think idea. I just think sustainability is such an important yeah. part, obviously now. But but by two thousand, I mean you got to think right when a DP t- World Tour brigade, I call them the b- brigade. brigade. Yeah, I mean it's like a it's a travelling circus. It is. There are trucks everywhere. There yeah. are people that work in the media department. There's people that work in the rules department. There's people that are running the tournament. There are trucks and all sorts going on. Yeah. How many flights are there? to create the DP World Tour and Challenge Tour yeah. for players, caddies, um, you, workers, wh- whoever. I'll just completely sidetrack and nothing to do with golf, but I think it was the G4 Summit where they were talking about sort of reducing carbon footprint and stuff and they all flew into like, it was, I can't remember where the actual remote place that they had it maybe somewhere in scotland but they all these world leaders flew in from all over the world on like private jets and stuff completely like and the the irony of the whole thing trying to save like save the planet and you know not making an impact and then flying private jets into places well it's a bit like that (laughs) it's It's ridiculous uh, isn't it it's actually it's a bit like the um um what's that what's that girl called the girl that 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 goes around and and protests about everything and she's i can't remember her name now she's she's certainly from like i think she's from denmark or yeah i don't know scan one of the scandinavian countries (laughs) but like she she's not sorry jord greta thumbo she's not walking to places is she she ain't ain't sailing is she she's not sailing she's not using the wind to get her from a to b is she no she's definitely not she's going in protesting and then getting her first class flight home (laughs) do you know what i mean do as I say, not do as I do. Correct. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? That's well, what, not funny, but it that's is. That's what my old man used to say. Yeah. Do as I say, not as I do. do. Yeah, but I mean, with the whole initiatives and stuff, there are some really good and positive uh, things that the various organisations are doing. I mean, this year's Open, we, I mean, we loved them, the water bottles. Yeah. So we were buying, uh, for anyone that didn't attend the Open Championship, this year they were basically selling water bottles. I think they were £7. Cheapest thing you could seven, buy at the Open. Yeah, £7.50. They had the, they had the Open logo on it. They're a nice, they're a nice collectible item. Yeah. Um, and then they had water stations where you could, once you bought the, the item, you were allowed to go and refill it. So we just kept refilling the water. So not only good for you personally by staying hydrated, but it was it was good for the environment not having all the plastic bottles and the only thing that I um and this is golf related as well when we went to the uh, non golf related no, this is golf related, related. Yeah. so when we went to the um, pre qualifying for the Open that was the final stage actually at um, in Wales Port, Royal Porthcawl canned water <laughs> weird first time I'd seen it yeah that water is weird in a can. Yeah, where you yeah. actually open it and then drink it. Expecting like it to like be fizzy. It's, fizzy and it's, and it's flat, flat, flat water. Um, yeah. I get the how, reasons for it, but how, it's just how, strange, isn't how it? How sustainable is that then with the cans? Well, I mean, you can recycle. It's easier to recycle tin or whatever it is. Um, yeah. Steel, I think it's tin or steel or whatever it is. Yeah. It's easier to recycle that than, I guess, than it is plastic. I guess plastic's more... I mean, I don't know. Someone will probably know Yeah. the answer, being very uneducated in that particular aspect. But I think it's probably easier... I suppose it folds down because you stamp on it, don't you, into a smaller area. And then, yeah. 
and then pop it into the bin, so I mean, into the plastic bin. But all the players, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the plastic wheelie bin, yeah. it goes into the big Bifford bin yeah. at the end, anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But all the players that play in the uh, that played in the Challenge Tour this yeah. year, they're all given they're all given a water bottle by the tour, yeah, yeah. which is quite probably quite yeah, nice yeah. with your entry. But they're given a water bottle, and then they they use that throughout the year. And then there's yeah. water stations around that. The idea is that they should fill up really at the water station instead of you know bringing their own plastic bottles in. But you could I was thinking the other week you could probably single handedly make a massive impact on the carbon footprint. You personally. But just stop going anywhere. No, no. Well, even easier than that, like by the amount of golf shoes you've got. Yeah, I got a few. Well, <laughs> you've but, got but about to be four thousand pairs. But to be fair, they don't, the... all, they don't all turn up at the same. Like they, they've, no, they've, but, they've, I, mean... I just look after my shoes, and they last me for years. But you, how many pairs of shoes does one particular person need? I mean, the amount of time and effort and the carbon footprint you're for you wearing all those shoes. Yeah, well, like I've had one pair of shoes all year, and I just worn them all year. Yeah, well, that's that's fair enough. I mean, point point well made, very good. But yeah, I think um, sustainability is extremely important, oh, extremely 100%. important. And and what what will be interesting though? I mean, if you think about the um, the guy the guys that do travel massively around, the, I mean, the the DP World Tour can't just stop. Like, you can't no. just go from you can't electric car you wear across the world. So no. and there's not there's no electric planes out there at the moment. Um, I might I might see those. Don't think I, I would. Think, <laughs> I'd let them let them bed in. Yeah, have a few years first <laughs> just to make sure. Just before, yeah, I wouldn't be on the first ever flight. To be fair, would you? Like, just well, in I case you'd run be out on of, another flight. You? you sort of run out of electric in the middle of the air or something. Yeah, and, um, yeah. There's can't really recharge it when you. Yeah, I don't know. I'd yeah. I'd, I'd let I'd let that. I'd let a few people fly on them first if I was you. I think that's very wise. Actually, to be fair, the. The other one that I, I spotted when we were at Pula Resort, mm. which is where we were staying over in Mallorca, and then we <clears throat> we bust to Alcanada. Yeah. But at Pula, they had um, solar panels on the roofs of the buggies. Oh, okay. Which yep. I thought Good. was quite cool. I mean, there is lots of different things in there. Um, I quite like the fact that some places now you don't even need scorecards, do you? Do it on your phone, so you're not wasting paper and and cutting trees down to to make scorecards. I mean. You can do it all on your phone, can't you? You can enter your scores. Quite a lot of the tours use, I know Euro Pro and it's gone now, but that was very much um, enter your scores on your phone. Yeah. When there was COVID and stuff. I don't know whether any tours have continued that or whether they still use a hard copy of a scorecard. I'm pretty sure I'm seeing them use still use hard copies on right. writing stuff down. They're certainly, unless they're like writing notes in their, their pads and yeah. their books, I don't know. But yeah, I get it. It's uh, But anyway, the, the actual event, that we went to was fantastic. Another yeah. great year of it. Seems to be... It was windy, like, wasn't it? Yeah, but it seems to be blowing an absolute, what I call a Graham storm mm. for uh, the first like couple of days or three days. And yeah. then always when you get there on the Sunday, it's just perfect. And it was this year. It was absolutely perfect mm-hmm. there. Um, but Marco Peng, he was the, he was the winner. Win. Yeah. I mean, he, he absolutely nailed it. I mean, he had a few it. shot lead, didn't he? I, I mean, I didn't see the final results. I presumed he won. Yeah. But yeah, he was, um, I watched some of it. It was good that, that Sky actually showed a bit of coverage of it. Yeah. Um, and full coverage as well. It wasn't just highlights or a few shots. They actually um, did dedicate quite a lot did of TV time. Did you watch a bit of it, Yeah, you? I watched it. Yeah, I was did watching you? it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's I did it. get text messages from people saying, um, where are you? Yeah, I didn't see you, I'll be honest. I watched three or four hours of it, I guess, probably. I, do you know what I, do you know what I was, <laughs> the problem, so I was following the final group. Yeah. 
and I was kind of watching from a distance because I actually bumped into, um, so I went up to this guy in a buggy and it was obviously, it was the final group. So when we finished, yeah. we were like, uh, just, you know, like I was filming and like laying down on the putting green and one of the, like the fifth green because they yeah. were already gone through by that point. So I yeah. could just do whatever I wanted, which was quite cool. But you normally do anyway. I do, I do. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> so, the, so I was, um, I was trying to work out in my head exactly how the qualifying of the event ended up to be. Yeah. Now, now you got to remember that there's the top 20 from that event. So the challenge tour finals, top 20 get their tour cards. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't work out how many qualified to get into that event. And then, then, then there was the qualifying. I couldn't remember. Anyway, yeah. so I, I just stopped and chatted with this guy who was in a buggy. He looked pretty official. He had his shades on, hat on. Mm. So I thought, oh, I'll go and have a, have a chat with him. So I'm halfway through a conversation with him. And he took his shades off. As he, as he, as he took his shades off, I instantly recognized him. It was a lad called Ben who is a DP. Ben. Wor- ben, yeah. yeah. He, he worked for the PGA for years. Um, and... He he's actually a DP World Tour referee, okay. and he was refing the final group. So I then just literally sat back with him, yeah. Um, and as he drove his buggy around, I kind of walked along. Did and we he were have just any, chatting. any rules to um, uh, rule in? Well, he was or? the one that gave me all the information about the sustainability. He then mm-hmm. gave me all yeah. the information about how people qualified. Yeah. So top normally it's top forty five that qualify for well top forty five qualified for the um, finals. finals. Yeah. But you've got to be in. You've got. To, I think you've got to be in a position where you can actually get your tour card. So if okay. you're like 46th, but yeah. you've got and the points have not been deducted, not been messed yeah, about with it. or whatever, you, you may, you if may you're not 46, get. If you're 46, you'd have to win to get in. On yeah, the thing, but if so, you yeah. won it and then finished 21st, yeah, pointless. Pointless you being. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> absolutely pointless you being. So there was trying to work it all out. Well, yeah. this year it was top 45. Well, Alex Fitzpatrick. He, he had. Was in, he was on the in the top top twenty, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah well, he wasn't there, was he? He wasn't there because no. he'd already got his secured his tour card. Yeah, yeah. So he's already secured his tour card yeah. through. I'm assuming like exemptions that he got, and he did well in the Open, and he did well in a number of other events. Yeah. So he be, guaranteed his tour card. So he pulled out of the event. Yeah. Which what it allowed to happen was it allowed the 46th player. Okay. To get in. in. Right. So you'd be like thinking, oh, you're rubbing your hands together if you're a 46th player yeah. um, to get into that event. So, yeah. however, that doesn't make right. any sense, does it? Because if you think about it, if the 46th player couldn't have won, then why would he be playing anyway? Yeah. So it must be top 45. It must be top 45. And if you're 46th, unlucky. Mm. But I think that's pretty much what it is. Anyway, so obviously Alex Fitzpatrick wasn't going to qualify, was already qualified. Yeah. So him, he, with him withdrawing from the event, it meant that he, because he was already, whatever he had done that week, he'd have finished yeah. 11th. So he finished 11th in the total running to, um, yeah. to, for the Challenge Tour for this year. But it meant that instead of it being top 20, it was the 21st position was going to get in. So that then drags more people into the event? I think so. Oh, it's complicated, isn't it? So complicated. That's a full-time job working yeah. it out. <laughs> oh, well, and this is the problem, you see. So as you're yeah. playing, and this is where I think there was some confusion possibly because I was chatting to Joe the Pro the other, yeah. on the way home from the airport and he was sort of saying, you know, I, I was watching it because he had a friend of his playing in it yeah. like called Oliver Farr who didn't do so well. Didn't get far. <laughs> um, anyway, so Joe was saying that when he was watching it, he was a bit confused of exactly what was going on. Yeah. 
Well, when I was driving along chatting with Ben, he was telling me that he just got a result in on his earpiece to say that, um, oh, what's the Welsh golfer called? Stuart Manley. Stuart Manley. God, I can think, I know exactly what you're thinking. It's weird. Isn't it? Yeah. We've yeah. been hanging around too long <laughs> together. Stuart Manley had just posted like a decent score. I think he shot one or yeah. two under in the last round, which was always good round there. And um, he is now on the 21st bubble. Okay, so he's right on the, on the limit. So he's right on the limit. Yeah. There's another player. So that, that was that. They're coming up 18, right? And you've got to remember this. Is, it turns into a massive party when it's all done and dusted. But yeah. there's, you know, you're fighting. They're fighting tooth and nail to get to that top 20 okay. spots. Because if you yeah. not, don't finish top 20, you're done. You're, yeah. not, you're back in the challenge tour for the next year. Yeah. So I think his name is Thompson Robson. Thompson, double barrel name, Thompson Robinson, Robinson Thompson, one way or another, I can't remember yeah. exactly what. He's coming up 18, okay, and do you remember Ryan Fricker? Yeah, yeah. So Ryan was caddying for him. That guy played in the Open Championship. Correct, he did. I'm, I, I think he made the that cut. name then, and I, I remember Ryan cut. walking round. He was his coach. On, the, say, Tuesday or Wednesday, walking, taking notes and yeah. talking to him as he was um, plotting his way around and planning for the Open, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so Ryan Fricker is a lad from Devon. He's uh, a local lad, so he's um, been coaching him. Anyway, he was caddying for him, and they're coming up 18, yeah. and and he's in, a, he's in a tie for fourth position. Okay. But yeah. the guy that he's playing with is in that tie with him. Right. Right? Now... In order to get his challenge, in order to get his DP World Tour card, he needs to finish solo fourth. Wow. Okay. Right. In the background, Stuart Manley's watching to find out what's going to go on because if he birdies the last hole and finishes solo fourth, that bumps Stuart Manley out of the event. So Stuart Manley then is back on the challenge tour. Anyway, if he then doesn't birdie and the other guy three putts or makes a bogey, then again, he's in yeah. and Stuart Manley's gone. Oh. So you're on the 18th green. He misses his birdie putt. So now he stood there and you could see him. He could, I was watching him looking at the live leaderboard going, trying to work out in his brain exactly where he's at, where, mm. where you know, what does he need? Where does he, you know, anyway. Yeah. This other lad is on the putting green, on the 18th green with him in the same group. He's now got a three and a half, four footer on on that um, to finish tied fourth with him oh word right so obviously they're mates yeah <clears throat> so if he misses he gets his tour card if he holds it he doesn't get his tour card Stuart Manley gets his tour card wow and he holds it yeah. holds his putt for par matey boy finishes tied for fourth therefore he loses out the other lad that finished tied for fourth he got in yeah. and Stuart Manley got in get your head around that it's all yeah. there's so much going on there's because the scores coming in left right and center you don't know who's where and what and no. where they are so and the lad that won it marco english player yeah he you gotta remember three or four weeks ago he was 87th spot or something like that on the order of merit nowhere no to be yet. seen he wins in portugal gets into the tour finals wins the tour finals wins the order of merit because there's double points on the line. Yeah, crikey. It's amazing how as well, like just harping back to that story you just told, that 
you play a whole season, so many events, whatever there is, 25, 30 events, I don't know the exact number, yeah. and it comes down to three and a half foot. Three and a half foot? <laughs> it's nothing, is it, when you think about all the shots you've hit, all the... I mean, you, if you've missed out on, you know, you finished one place outside getting that DP World um, tour card, then it's hard to single-handedly blame it on one event, isn't it? It's a, it's the whole season, isn't it, I guess? Yeah. But, I mean, you'd be gutted, wouldn't you? Three and a half, he might, I mean, I don't know much about his story, but he might never ever get, a, that might be the closest he ever got to getting a DP World tour card, mightn't it? It may be. I, or I might I, give him the motivation next year to go, right, <coughs> I'm good enough. I need to prove people, I need to get on this tour and give him more determination than to be like, right, I'm smashing this. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing it. But yeah, it's how you, I guess it's how you react to successes and failures that defines a person, doesn't it? Well, I think it also, there's so much that's uh, riding on it now because back in, back in, and I, I want to take you back probably five, six years ago, maybe, and I don't know when it changed, but let's say it was five years ago. Yeah. The importance of getting your DP World Tour card is, is massive now because back in the day, you you weren't guaranteed anything. No. You've got to remember you are. You now, are aren't you? Well, yeah, you are. Yeah. Where, you know, if you got your tour card, then it was down to you to go off and find some sponsorship to again cover your season or you... have somebody in the background, your parents, that can cover a, a probably a £100,000 bill at oh, the end of the year. 100%. It was all you could. You could almost get to the pinnacle of golf and get your tour card, but have a negative season where you basically spend an absolute fortune and make yourself in massive debt yeah. and not actually make that breakthrough that you need. Whereas now, I'm, I know you're going to explain it because people probably aren't too aware of what the, the situation is, but it's a it's a much better position to be in. And it you know yeah. chasing that dream of getting your tour card, you you're going to you're going to benefit whether you have a good season or not. Absolutely, and the, the 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 situation is now that if you get your tour card, so whether that comes from whoever, whatever tour player gets their tour card, they're guaranteed a hundred and fifty thousand. Let, let's say euros. Yeah. Okay. So one hundred and fifty thousand euros. There's your money. Welcome to the tour. Off you go. Thanks very much for the money. I'm not playing this year. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm buying a house done. and renting it out. <laughs> You can get a decent house in um, in, Tor- in Newton Abbot or Torquay for that. Yeah, you, you probably yeah. could. But but what it, it just it just makes a massive a massive change to your way in which you travel to events, the way in which you can bring maybe family members you, along to events. All these little things where remember, it makes such a difference. Do you remember the Gordon Sherry story? No, I don't. Remember no. that story? I was. I mean, obviously over the years, stories get slightly exaggerated and changed and from, you know, when they get passed down, like Chinese whispers, gets passed down the line, it changes. It like. gets, well, the story generally but, gets better and but better. But the story I heard is he, so Gordon Sherry was a, was like an up and coming, I think he was Scottish, was he? Was he Scottish? Yeah, he's Scottish, yeah, Scottish yeah. golfer who, in the sort of, early 90s, I want to say, was making a bit of a breakthrough as an amateur and then he played in the Open Championship, I think, as an amateur and finished, he did like a bit of a Justin Rose well, he won the silver medal. Yeah, he won the silver medal. Had a, had a really good. He won good... the British, I think, to get into it. British okay. amateur. Yeah, so he was he was the next big thing. He was the next next big thing, and he signed some massive sponsorship deals with. I want to say Titleist, but it might not have been Titleist. But someone basically signed his contract, but it was a guaranteed contract, so no sort of incentives on how well you play. Um, but they presumed he would, you know, be the on. next next big 
big thing. And he, if I get this right, and I might be slightly wrong, but he played in his seven or so invites after the Open Championship and didn't make a cut and then went to tour school and didn't get a card. And he was basically playing... He didn't have. A, he didn't play Challenge Tour because he, he wasn't getting any starts, so he was playing Euro Pro. But he was guaranteed whatever it was, let's say half a million pounds off Titleist or whatever yeah, it was. Whoever, yeah. And he was using... like Basically flying into Euro Pro events because they were more scattered around Europe then. I mean, now, the last few years, it's been, it's been more or less around England and the UK, hasn't it? But they were more sort of in extreme locations. But he was getting, like, private jets and helicopters and all sorts and flying these, into these events and basically didn't ever really make use of his potential. But he was literally... He had a guaranteed contract. And I don't know how many years it was, but it was quite a lot of money he was guaranteed. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting you mentioned him because um, he actually works for a... I think... I'm pretty sure he works for a... A recruitment agency now yeah. of which who help um, kids get into colleges in America okay. and I know that's something you've got a bit of a passion about isn't it yeah massively yeah, yeah. And, it, and, it, and, it, and it brings on quite nicely to the next subject in the fact that I had a phone call the other uh, I had a phone call this morning yeah. well not a phone call a, a message this morning from our good friend yeah Craig Passmore Craigie Passmore has been on my channel a couple of times, member at Torquay Golf Club, yep. young up-and-coming whippersnapper who hits the ball 320 yards in the air. Oh, he uh, lost distance, he's he? lost a couple of yards, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, he, he obviously went off to America to live the college dream. Yeah. And can you believe it? He is coming into his final... It's gone so, so quick, hasn't it? ...semester. So he finishes in... So he'll be home for Christmas and then he'll go back out and he'll finish in May. So I, um, for those that don't know, um, basically I used to teach Craig when I was um, PJ assistant at Torquay and I've known him since he was like three when he had his first lesson and he looks exactly the same now as he did then, like curly hair and well, he had that little yeah, moustache like, <laughs> did he back then <laughs> no moustache that's alright <laughs> but no so yeah so I've known Craig what eight, 17, 18 years yeah. and um, followed his journey all the way through and um, yeah a really nice lad to start with isn't he but a, and a really talented golfer yeah well he is and um, well his talents talents have taken him obviously all the way to a, I think Grand Canyon yeah. University out in the States um, they've obviously helped him become the number one player from Torquay, the number one, one of the number one players at the county for his kind of age group, yeah. I suppose. And then he's gone on to do some amazing things with England golf as well. And, yeah. and I don't know the full picture of exactly what his resume kind of has looked like to this point with his golf, but he's reached out to me for only because probably I spoke to him a number of times when he was playing on the channel and chatting with him about you know I've seen I've seen this so often where you finish university I did it yeah you finish university you come out of playing college golf and you're like it's What's like you, you dropped into the big wide world and you yeah. don't really know where to go from there and and it's so hard to get starts into events and going you know what do you do about tour school what do you do about sponsorship what do you do about getting sponsorship how yeah. do you you know why is anybody going to sponsor Craig over somebody else? And, and There's so many different aspects to making that next step for him. And there's a lot of bits going on behind the scenes and different pressures and, and different responsibilities. Whereas college life, I guess it's all been planned for you, told where to be. It's all yeah. scheduled, isn't it? But suddenly you're given, like you said, you're put into, put, put into an environment that you've got to sort it all out yourself. And, and, um, 
yeah, it's a lot of pressure, isn't it? There's a lot of things to organise and, and make plans, I guess. Well, there is, and I'm not. I'm not saying that I I know exactly what to do, and 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 I certainly will be seeking some um, help from the likes of my brother and James Ruth, who will come on to him in a moment. But you know, I'll be and Joe the yep. Pro and uh, Chris Gill, and, yeah. and let's let's use let's use their knowledge to try and help um, Craigie make those next steps because. I'll be brutally honest. Like I, I, I've seen so many good players come through the ranks and young kids coming up through. And but Craig is, I think he's got, from what I've seen, he's got something just slightly different about him. He's got, I've never seen anybody hit the ball <clears throat> as well as him, like as in hits it as far as him, but seems to have a, ver- a vast amounts of control. Yeah. He's. He's got that. He's got that kind of flair around the greens a little bit, where he can get up and down from pretty much anywhere. Where you look at him, and he's got and he putts well. So he's I kind of got a like he could still hit it further. Yeah, probably with the right. You know, the right. I don't know what he's been doing from a coaching no. element and and things. And people put him in the hands of people like JJ, who I went to see down in in Tarablanche in France, yeah. um, who designed, helped design a lot of the force plates work stuff. You know, it'd be really interesting to get him on those force plates. And I'm sure when JJ moves over to Stoke Park in a, in April next year that maybe we'll get him up there to see him but I just want to do I want to help him in some way shape or form whether that's yeah. knocking on the doors of those promoters to get him into events or I don't know just you know yeah, yeah. You, oh, using no. the channel to maybe help gain some sponsorship for him or yeah. expose him a bit more with on the channel where he's then a sponsorable project yeah I as mean, a like, young kid if there's anything I can do to help then obviously let me know um, yeah, I mean he's a, he's not only a talented golfer, except like but he's a really really top lad, isn't he? And he's yeah. just, he's just um, there's no airs and graces to him. There's no arrogance to him. He's just he's down to earth. He's um, got a working class background with his parents, and they he's grounded, isn't he? So grounded, um, yeah. I would love it'd be great to see someone um, from the area who we know to really give it a good go. And I think that you are. Um, in a position that you could really help him and with your contacts and mm. you know we've got we've met a lot of people in the last three or four years since we've started the YouTube journey yeah that we know that there's a lot of good people about that could help him and we're lucky enough that we've got you know like it's your brother James Gilly Joe the Pro that have had that experience who are really nice lads who would I'm sure would help him or be in a position to offer some sound advice which will yeah put him in good stead for the future absolutely absolutely he's got a long way to go but i'm but we'll we'll keep everyone um it's exciting in the it? loop it's exciting it is exciting i mean yeah. i'm excited to have the first conversation with him to see exactly what his sort of goals are what he wants to achieve with it all i and... can see it now dhg management oh crikey <laughs> let's, have a, let's, let's have another project shall we <laughs> just what we need <laughs> Whilst we're sticking on the subject of uh, of tour golf, I'm not. I'm not going for it. I've decided this. Year. Have you decided no, another year? Yeah. I tell you what. I've never <laughs> seen anyone so enthused about their golf after walking off that Open Championship qualifier with my brother going. I, 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 I am, a good year. I'm ready. You. I'm oh. ready for this level of golf. Dan, you'll be on the bag for me next year. Paul will be filming. I just. Meant, I just. Be... Meant I was ready to caddy again next year. <laughs> I it does inspire like, you though when you go oh, and watch these players. It does fuck. inspire you. You do look back and you go, 
Oh, please, can you just rewind the clock 20 years ago? Let me start, let me start all of this again. See, I, I feel, I mean, I feel totally different. I'd look at them and think, no, nah, I could never have got to that level. It's so, like, it, there's so many great golfers around yeah. and the standard is so high. It's great to see. And, but it does, you go, you go into a, a particular tournament or, you know, caddying for Paul was a really good experience for me in, in that environment. And I actually loved it. And if he wants me to do it next year or in any other events, I'd love to. It's just good. It's just good seeing it and just experiencing it for yourself and sort of admiring it, I guess, more than anything. Um, like Any time your brother's like, do you want to play in this event and it's yeah. going to cost you whatever, I pay it because yeah, you can't... Yeah. That experience to be that close to someone's so good, it just, it's got to rub off on you. You've got to pick little things up and little snippets and it's just brilliant to be able to watch and, you know, that's the beauty of golf, isn't it? You play in the same environment as... The world's best player and also the world's worst player can all play on the same. Yeah, I can't go and play football at Wembley. No, but you can go and play, I can go and play an open course if I've got the money. Yeah, or yeah, the, yeah. Or the, or the contacts. Yeah, I mean it's a that's what one of the things for me that makes golf so brilliant. And on the note, um, as we talked about, you know, we talked about the um, the open. We talked about the the tour, and yeah. we talk about James Ruth. Yeah. <clears throat> James Ruth got through first stage of tour school down in Belgium. What's interesting about that? My brother and James both disappeared off mm. to other countries to go to first stage of tour school. Yeah. And it's because of the high quality of golfers that we have in the UK yeah. that they avoided trying to qualify in the UK. Oh, that was the reason, was it? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's sense. like they've done this so many times before. They know exactly what, what happens. Mm. All the players go into the UK they qualify because they don't want to travel or whatever. They're yeah. used to those golf courses, whatever. Whereas James goes, do you know what? I'm, I'm going to Belgium. You know, I'm going to get away from all the, the mix of English players or British yeah. British players, sorry. Um, and Paul's like, yeah, I'm, I'm heading down to Moliette. So I'm going to go down and do it down there because it's the tighter golf course. It kind of suits my eye a little bit yeah. better. It can blow half the field out of the water because it's yeah, so tight. tight. Yeah. Um, so there's a bit of strategy behind what Got they to do. be there, isn't it? Yeah, and obviously James battled his way through in first stage to get get into second stage. Yeah. And then finished, I think he needed to finish in the top 20 or top 23 at second stage to get into final stage. So there's yeah. four rounds, four rounds down in first stage, four rounds at second stage. And James actually, whilst I was away at final, at, at the tour, tour championships for the Challenge Tour, on that same day, he qualified at, yeah. at uh, Desert Springs in Spain to get to final stage for himself yeah I know he's still out there now and he's got a, I think he's got a fitness coach or somebody going out there caddy to, for him. to caddy for him and, and do a little bit more work and yeah. um, I saw a post I think it was this morning it might have been last night um, they said he was had a couple of days he'd been practicing hard and he's got a couple of days now he's going to rest up and get ready for the marathon yeah because it is a marathon isn't it but it's six rounds of golf yeah and um, there is a cut. There, there will be cuts throughout. I think it's. I got a funny fit. I think it's two rounds cut, two rounds cut, and then. Yeah. But I might be wrong. That might be might be four rounds and a cut. And he's the done last two rounds. brilliantly considering he's had a few um, issues and injuries. Yeah. yeah. And then I saw him at um, Staden Heights Alliance. Probably it must be a month ago now. And I played with Paul, and he was sort of. That was the first day, I think, or second day. He was actually making full golf swings, and he had, he said to me, "I hadn't actually swung a golf club properly for four weeks." And I said, "Well, don't worry about that. I've not swung a golf club properly for forty years." <laughs> 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 but yeah, he was he was he said he was sort of feeling pretty confident. He just it was just a shame that he'd had 
an injury at that point. I guess it's a yeah, not the the ideal time, but it didn't seem to affect him. Maybe the rest has done him a little bit of a bit of good. I'm yeah, sure. It has, and yeah. um, we wish him all the best because it'd be great if we could get. He's had a couple of stabs at the tour, hasn't he? Had tour cards, so. Um, but maybe this is his time. He seemed really confident, yeah, which would yeah. be great. And obviously, we'll keep everyone up to date as to how he gets on. Mm. I think even though he's got to now tour score, or actually a final stage of tour score, I think he gets like rankings on the challenge tour anyway for getting Brilliant. to that point. I know that was his aim, wasn't it, this year to try and secure a card for that? Yeah, um, and play play more regularly on that tour, which someone of his ability and the same as your brother should be competing on that tour every single year. I think so, yeah. And and they're I was speaking to him. Not to. Yeah, they're good players, and I. I but the problem is, Bernie, there's so many good yeah, players yeah. out there. There's so many good players, but. But to me, you're not. You can't be the English PGA champion. You can't be. I mean, he's he's won the Order of Merit West Region in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, you can't yeah, be that a, good a player he's a level and not, above. And not level play above. for me and not be on a a decent tour. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and the Challenge Tour is one that he he should be on. But again, that 150 grand, if he does get his tour card, is going to make a massive difference to someone like him. He's got a, he's got a young family. He's married with one one kitty. You know, the fact that they can possibly travel a little bit with him at the same time, I'm sure, is going to make life a lot easier and make, you know, make travel comfortable because it is a lonely place on occasions. Yeah, 100. Um, percent You need that. You need that support network, don't you? And you if do. you're if you're not used to, I can I can remember. Um, I love a little story, and I'm like Jack and Ori, you know. Yeah. Here's another story, but I can remember um, Andrew Sherborne played in the program at Torquay a couple of times. Um, I didn't play with him, but I overheard a conversation as you do, and, and when you've got someone who's been successful on the tour, people like to fire questions, don't they? And they were the the three amateurs were firing a lot of questions at him, and one of the questions was about playing tour, and he said it doesn't suit everybody, and his reason was you're living out of a suitcase, you it's a lonely place haven't got that many friends yeah because everyone's competing for an end goal he said that changes people and you're not you're not seeing these beautiful places you're literally seeing a hotel room and a golf course and you're one to the next and he said you know you've got a lot of time in your own thoughts you're there and you're you know you're overthinking and it doesn't suit people so there's a lot of talented golfers who, who, who had far more talent and more ability and more game than what he had, but he could cope with that type of lifestyle and that life, yeah. and others couldn't. Yeah, and they soon gave up or didn't want it. Yeah, and he wanted it. Yeah, yeah, it makes. Andrew Sherborne's a previous winner on the European Tour. Yeah, um, and then is now playing um, Seniors Tour. Yeah, European Seniors Tour. I wanted to know the name of it then, but I couldn't Legends. remember. Legends Tour. Mm. There's not money, much money on the Legends Tour. I there's looked at it the other day. Cause there's I, not a lot. No. I've been obviously with doing this particular podcast I've had to try and broaden my horizons a little bit and just learn a little bit more and you know um, dig a little deeper do a bit of research and just looking at different tours because we yeah. do talk a lot about tours um, and that, that there's there's not a lot of money on that tour if you're unless you're one of the top two or three players on the order of merit you've got to get onto the um, American one haven't you yeah or the bus tour Bus tour, yeah. It was nice to see the bus tour back up and running, wasn't it? It was, yeah. yeah. Some some of the old faces and actually some new yeah. faces coming along and joining and getting involved at Bowood Park. It almost felt like we'd done a Euro Pro tour and disappeared off the off the planet, never. To, but we, you know, we've had extra investment, bit of time. Yeah. 
And we're back up, and next year's a big year for the bus tour. Well, it is a big year because we've been going through the itinerary for this um, for 2024 to see what potentially we could do. I like the thought of having. I like the Ryder Cup match you yeah. you versus me i think that's definitely a thing that's going to happen it'll be at a Ryder cup, cup venue. venue yeah i think that's a, a great know. one proper Ryder cup pick get your teams together pick the players you want yeah get the pairs together get the pairs together bit of four ball and singles over a couple of days yeah. at a Ryder cup venue i mean oh doesn't get any better than that does it i like to see a little bit of a charity event for us next year as well like a one yeah. day get everyone together raise some money for charity let's get that off the let's yeah. get that we've been talking about that for a couple of years now let's we get need that to do off that. the ground that's a, that's a big one i think yeah give, give a little something back and um yeah well i think one day event would be a good idea but and then and then also i'd like to see because i know your french has come on so well <laughs> i would like to see a little bit of a trip over to france maybe park up all park up at a, at a golf course uh, leave our cars at the, at the golf course. Get on a get on the get on a proper bus, <laughs> we and then to. and then get across on that ferry, and then play a couple of beautiful golf courses out in France. That'd be a great idea, wouldn't it? Get a bus, and then have, maybe have two or three stops to pick people up from different locations. Yeah, whatever. And then we'll jump on the bus and get to France. Get over, get on a yeah. ferry. Love, I love the ferry as well. Like, yeah, yeah, I know you do. Yeah. yeah. Big fan of that yeah, ferry. Massive fan of the ferry. Big fan of that ferry. And then finally, I would like to do a 2024 Christmas gathering. Yes. Yeah. Where it's not just about like we won't necessarily have to film it all or whatever, but invite everyone one day little one day trip somewhere. Yeah. Where we get everyone together, and then we have a good a good old Christmas. You know, people can yeah. dress up if they want to wear Christmas their sweaters or well. wear their Christmas sweaters yeah. or their elf outfits, whatever they've got. Round of golf, and round of golf, Christmas, Christmas dinner. dinner, proper proper end of the end of the mm-hmm. season, isn't yeah. it? Something to look forward to. Yeah, and going back to the um, Challenge Tour finals, when 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 the final putt went in and it was all done and dusted, there was champagne flying around everywhere. There was a big <laughs> after party. Yeah, did we invite? Luckily, you? I wasn't involved. I, I think <laughs> I could have been there. I think I could have got involved if we wanted to because yeah. we had the bands to get into the hospitality yeah, yeah. bit, but they were kind of shutting everything down to then get the party zone ready for it all. Yeah. And I saw, um, I saw there was a, uh, there was an ambulance called at one point because someone had drunk <laughs> themselves into such a mess, got themselves, got themselves into a bit of a pickle. So ambulance was called. And it wasn't too manly, no? No, it wasn't, I hope it wasn't. No, I, hopefully he's old enough to know better. Um, but there was, I did see a video of all the guys that, had the top 20 guys um Manicero was there I think he got I saw through. it actually did you see that yeah they were like stood in front of the banner weren't they and they were no, throwing things up and no it was the not. after party bit of oh, that yeah right, it okay. was beyond like oh, beyond that <laughs> let's 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 push it on three or four hours <laughs> and they were all in this like uh, big tent um obviously like the hospitality tent that you see on these big yeah. events and uh they were singing you know the, the song we all live in a yellow submarine yeah. We've all got our European tour cards. European tour card, like it was it doesn't like, quite work, does it? Shat, like, well, it did. They must have got it. They were yeah. more in tune than me. Right, I think. Okay. got better voices. Better well, 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 you do after a few drinks, yeah. don't you? Yeah, You're yeah. much better. Yeah, um, I think I'm Robbie Williams after a couple of couple of shows. I know you do. I've heard your songs. Yeah, I believe in <laughs> I believe in angles. <laughs> so yeah. Fun and games, Bernie. Yeah. Fun and games. Well, I think actually, Bernie, I think we've rabbited on an awful lot about tour life um it's just a shame that we never quite got there isn't it you know we've got our own tour down one which i wouldn't change for the world and do you know what i think that's important though isn't it because you if you can't 
If you can't join them, beat them. To be honest, I'm comfortable at this level, playing on the bus tour. I don't think I'd be comfortable at any other level. No? No. No, no I, I think you are in your element at, yeah. at bus tour level. Okay. I think let's keep you at bus tour level. But the great thing is, Bernie, it's another episode done. We are heading nicely towards the 10th, the double, double figures, figures, which would be great, wouldn't it? Once we get over that little it's milestone. It's like when you're nine years old, you really want to be 10. Like when, Remember that, that feeling when you were nine, like, I want to be 10, I want to be 10. Then someone goes, how old are you when you're nine? Yeah. And you go, nearly 10, or nine and three quarters. Don't say nine, do you? Because you're thinking you want to be ten. Double figures seems older. What what year do you think that stops? Because at seventeen, at sixteen, 18. at sixteen, you want to be eighteen. You, at sixteen, you want to be seventeen. You want to learn to drive. Yeah. At seventeen, you want to get to eighteen because you want to be legally be able to go in a bar. Yeah. When you get into America, you want to get to twenty-one because you can legally get into a bar. Yeah. When you want to get to twenty-five because your your car insurance goes down considerably. Does it? Yeah. Didn't know that. Can't yeah. remember that. That must have whipped past me a bit quick. Yeah. Um. And then, I've, and then I've also worked out that if you, once you get to 40, you remain 40 until you hit 50. I've not got like that yet, so I'm, I'm okay with that. You're in your 30s, yeah. Well, actually, mental age, you're still in your 20s, I would Probably say. Probably less than that. Very early 20s. <laughs> Late teens. On that note, Bernie, let's end this week's uh, Two Ball Golf Show. And uh, thanks for everyone for listening and watching. And we'll see you again for episode number nine.